The best health care is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a health care partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome back to the Diversity Dude podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. For those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Designed for more than just therapists, if you're a helping professional in any way, diversity in clinical practice can help you reach the greatest variety of needs possible for those whom you serve. And it's available in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience. And whether it be through my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author or speaker, know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today I want to share with you a few encouraging words about the unnecessary fear of Black history. As another February begins, we get yet another opportunity to celebrate Black History Month a time dedicated to recognizing and honoring the contributions and achievements of Black individuals throughout history. As discussed in previous podcasts, the goal of this and any other officially designated History or Heritage Month is not to attempt to contain any cultural group's past and present experiences of significance into one month, never to be spoken of again. Instead, it's immensely beneficial for history to be acknowledged in some way, whether large or small, throughout the year for years to come. Unfortunately, how that is to be accomplished has become a question recently. For with ever-increasing legal decisions being made, many educators find themselves afraid to do exactly what they've been asked to do, educate their students on their history, specifically the history of Black Americans in this country, from its origins to its present, without worrying about repercussions coming upon them if they do so. Several states now even have laws limiting what aspects of history can be taught in schools as it relates to the role of race and racism. Educators seeking to highlight significant experiences of Black history then find themselves with a balancing act of delicately towing the line of acknowledging the historic contributions and heroic contributions and sacrifices made by key individuals in history and how they inspired so many others at that time and for years to come all without acknowledging the racism and race-influenced injustices that made those contributions and sacrifices significant in the first place. Why? Well, some political leaders suggest that by teaching students about the role of racism in American history, it will also make some students feel uncomfortable or discriminated against. And for others, they believe that teaching about the role of racism in Black history in America would actually distort historical events as if they didn't actually happen. The interesting part for me is that while these, while the therapist in me can see the genuine feelings and concerns being expressed on many sides of this argument, it doesn't seem like they're having the same argument going on in the first place. And in hopes of creating or at least helping create a sense of safety for educators, as well as contribute to better decision making by political and other leaders, 
I'd like to offer a few considerations regarding what is seemingly a misunderstanding about the unnecessary fear of black history. The first consideration is this. Having an ancestral history of racism doesn't automatically make someone a racist. One of the reasons people fear and consequently ban the discussion of black history in America is that learning about and being reminded of the racial injustices that were inflicted upon black people uh, who may look like them may also make them feel guilty by association. As if the racist decisions and actions done by one's ancestors not only makes a person guilty, but also makes them automatically the same person. This would understandably make someone feel uncomfortable about learning about Black history in the, in the first place and desiring to avoid it. However, as a family therapist, I spent years helping people who felt trapped and limited by their family histories that they were born into and helping them learn to overcome those histories and create a new path for themselves and their family moving forward. The key to accomplishing this is avoiding the temptation to view someone, including oneself, as all good or all bad. In doing this, they're able to hold on to the good traits and helpful patterns modeled for them by certain family members, distant or recent, while also acknowledging the negative traits and behaviors that they do not want to repeat in their lives moving forward. This is made even more significant when it's not just thoughts or words, but actions and effort made to make one's current decisions distinctly different from those who came before, making it clear that without disowning their ancestors and all, and all the good personal experiences they may have had with them, they can also acknowledge the behaviors that did harm and commit to changing the family's history, not by ignoring history or rewriting the past, but by creating a healthier history starting now, moving forward. In the same way, teaching Black history in America doesn't have to be synonymous with making present students feel guilty, judged, or discriminated against due to behaviors of their ancestors that they personally did not contribute to. Instead, it can be an opportunity to acknowledge the reality that real people who also had good qualities and beneficial contributions to the world also made some horrible decisions that had a traumatic impact, not only on those they encountered at the time, but also on generations to come. Similarly, to the families who I work with, while you may not be at fault for the actions of your ancestors personally, when past actions have a lasting impact and contribute to present continuation of that harm, it is then when knowing what historical events have contributed to current realities that we can then help everyone in the present take steps to make changes to end the negative patterns that began years ago and create a new, healthier future moving forward. Consideration number two, not all black history is about racism. On top of the foundation of not fearing black history because we don't have to take it personally, we can also acknowledge that not all black history to be learned involves racist events to be taken personally in the first place. Much of what can be celebrated during Black History Month are the creations and accomplishments of black individuals throughout history from Black inventors to Black first in a variety of different ways, to notable contributors at the world level, national, state, city, or even community level, or even just taking the time to acknowledge significant contributions within individual families. Fearing history can lead to throwing out the inspirational just to avoid the uncomfortable. By the way, inspirational achievements in Black history don't just positively impact and encourage Black people. When Mae Jemison became the first African-American woman to travel into space, she didn't just inspire Black women, she inspired women of all ethnic backgrounds, and many more than just that. Without the fear of negative history, 
Let's remember that Black history is not only about honoring the traumatic sacrifices, but also about celebrating the successes and cultural uniquenesses that have developed over the years as well. And consideration number three, acknowledging history helps appreciate the progress of today. One of the benefits of learning about Black history with all of its pros and cons is that it is the acknowledgement of how bad things were that helps bring appreciation for how much progress has been made today. This is not to say that things are perfect today by any means, because they definitely are not. However, deleting or rewriting Black history runs the risk of interpreting today's reality in a vacuum. This lack of historical appreciation is why many people make some of the scary and often insulting or outright racist conclusions that are made today. For if they simply look at the way things are today with the many wealth disparities, or education, housing, or medical treatment disparities, or law enforcement treatment disparities, and more, it can be easy to incorrectly conclude that the origin rests solely with one group of people. And as a result, the responsibility to find a solution rests solely with that group as well. Many people fear this logic because they think that the only other option is to say, see, it's not my fault or responsibility to fix, thing, fix the things that are a part of my reality. It's your fault and everybody who looks like you instead. Again, this is one of the reasons people fear or avoid the topic altogether. However, there is another option. We can all practice the skill of acknowledging the devastating racially influenced events of the past. Acknowledge the significant progress that has been made then feeling grateful for the opportunity to not have to experience the same thing as well as grateful for the accomplishments of everyone who helped bring it to, to pass or a reality. And here's the key, acknowledge that despite all the progress, there's still progress that needs to be made. As I mentioned uh, previously, some of what occurred hurt those in the past, and some of those hurts were subtly woven into the official and unofficial patterns of how the society operates. On a daily basis, someone today experiences a harsh reality that while in many ways different than what it has been in the past, is still traumatic in many ways and worthy of necessary attention and change. Again, this is this does not make anyone today personally at fault for what occurred in the, dis, in the distant past, but we can all still take responsibility for what we do today. And understanding what past events contributed to that today reality helps. Without being preoccupied with avoiding fault or blame, the question can then become what voluntary accountability can we take for the shared responsibility of making what we have today as equitable as possible for those living today? And hopefully contributing even to more progress to be experienced by those who come after us. Not because we're afraid to acknowledge history or are blaming ourselves today for our ancestral history, but because we accepted the imperfection of history as a necessary step to creating a better present and future. My hope for you is that instead of avoiding learning about the seemingly negative, blaming and discriminatory realities of teaching black history, that you would instead intentionally learn about the difficult race influenced events of black history alongside of the great and inspirational contributions made in black history and utilize both to help shape a better present and future not as a gift to the Black people around you, but as a gift to everyone who can benefit from that learning and inspiration as well as a result. 
It is with that, then I'll say thanks again for listening to today's Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free or empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive and difficult topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.diversitymadesimple.com. And if you know of anyone else who can benefit from a positive and encouraging perspective on this often difficult topic of diversity, feel free to, to send them a link to this podcast so they can be encouraged as well or share with them my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, available at Amazon.com. And as usual, I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Are you up to date on your COVID-19 vaccination? It's not a one-and-done situation. You and your family may have gotten the original COVID-19 vaccine, but the virus keeps evolving. Getting the updated COVID-19 vaccine will protect you from newer variants that are circulating in our community. Talk to your health care provider to be sure you've received the updated vaccine. The new vaccines are approved for all and everyone six months of age and older, even for people who are immunocompromised or are pregnant or breastfeeding. To find out where you and your family... It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits, so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. Are you a woman known as a good listener? Do you have skills in de-escalating situations? Are you what they call a people person? 
then the Minneapolis Police Department would like to meet you. Now in a rebuilding phase, the Minneapolis Police Department is recruiting more women to wear the badge. The department offers career options for women with a high school diploma or GED. There are also opportunities for women with two and four year degrees who are ready to apply their skills in new ways. Police work makes a great second career for social workers, teachers, nurses. Women in their 30s and 40s are welcome to apply. There's no age cap. You'll be paid while you train and mentored by veteran women officers invested in your success. Minneapolis also welcomes current police officers to join the state's largest department. Make a difference on the streets, working in your community, in a career with competitive salaries and generous benefits. Go to MinneapolisMN.gov and search police jobs to find out more. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future. A plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com.